0: It's Monday, August 15th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. U.S. stock futures fell after data showed China's economic activity slowed across the board in July. Data out this morning showed that China's economy stumbled in July as a two-month boost from easing lockdowns faded. This prompted the central bank to cut two key interest rates by 0.1 percentage points in an effort to shore up faltering growth. The fresh evidence of a slowdown in the world's second-largest economy adds to the headwinds facing the global economy. Futures for key U.S. indices are down 0.3% to 0.4%. Brent crude is down 2.2% at about $96 a barrel. U.S. stock indices notched another week of gains Friday. The S&P 500 added 1.7%, giving the gauge its longest winning streak since one that ended in November, and the Nasdaq climbed more than 2%. Many investors, however, continue to have their doubts about the staying power of the rally. Meanwhile, in a move that could rekindle tensions, a group of U.S. lawmakers flew to Taiwan with plans to meet with Taiwan's president over the weekend. A spokesman for the Chinese embassy in Washington responded that China will take resolute countermeasures in response to the U.S.'s provocations. Then Beijing announced more military drills around Taiwan as the self-governing island's president met with the members of the new congressional delegation on Monday, threatening to renew tensions between Beijing and Washington, D.C. Fears were heightened of a Chinese blockade of Taiwan that would cripple global supply chains and raise freight prices in Asia and potentially beyond because of the outsized role that the island of roughly 23 million people plays in the global business. Around the world, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky accused Russia of using Europe's largest nuclear power plant to blackmail Kiev and its allies, urging tougher sanctions against Moscow after recent shelling in the vicinity of the facility prompted warnings of a nuclear accident. Fighting around the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant has intensified in recent days as Russia and Ukraine struggle to make meaningful gains on the battlefield almost six months into the war that has worn down both sides. Russian troops have repeatedly lobbed artillery at Ukrainian positions across the Dnipro River near the city of Nikopol, which came under fire again overnight. Officials in Kiev say the Russian attacks seek to goad Ukrainian forces into responding. They also accuse Russian forces of shelling the territory around the power plant, creating the specter of a nuclear catastrophe to force Kiev to the negotiating table. Back in the U.S., a man fatally shot himself early Sunday outside the U.S. Capitol and Supreme Court after driving his car into a nearby barricade, according to U.S. Capitol Police. The police said there was no indication the man, identified as 29-year-old Richard York, was targeting any members of Congress, which is currently in recess. The Supreme Court is also out of session for the summer. The incident occurred just after 4 a.m. Eastern Time when a man rammed his car into the vehicle barricade at East Capitol Street and 2nd Street in Washington, D.C., police said. The vehicle burst into flames as the man climbed out of it. He fired several shots into the air along East Capitol Street, police said. Officers responding to sounds of gunfire were approaching the man when he shot and killed himself, police said. No other people were injured. And the Taliban on Monday marked a year since they seized the Afghan capital of Kabul, a rapid takeover that triggered a hasty escape of the nation's Western-backed leaders, sent the economy into a tailspin, and fundamentally transformed the country. Bearded Taliban fighters, some hoisting rifles or the white banners of their movement, staged small victory parades on foot, bicycles, and motorcycles in the streets of Kabul. One small group marched past the former U.S. Embassy, chanting, Long live Islam and death to America. A year after the dramatic day, the economic downturn has driven millions more Afghans into poverty and even hunger as the flow of foreign aid slowed to a trickle. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.